Let us sing as the psalmist sang. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It is the third Sunday after the Epiphany, the season in the church set apart to celebrate the myriad of ways that God appears in creation, the time when we narrow our focus to observe and honor the manifestations of God in its beautiful diversity. Sometimes the manifestations of God are as thunderous as a poem that rings out across a nation. Sometimes the manifestations of God are as quiet as the rising sun. Sometimes the manifestations of God are as momentary as a rainfall on a thirsty field. And sometimes the manifestations of God have the longevity of Mount Kilimanjaro. The manifestations of God are when something spiritual becomes real. When something of God takes root in the present moment. When the voice, the hands, the heart of God touch humanity. Think creation, God's handiwork for us. Think prophets, God's voice to us. Think Jesus, God's love for us. All manifestations. But think, too, about this day, how God is being made manifest to us in this church with that organ, or the community gathered, or the Eucharist, or the windows, or the person you saw as you came in the door. The manifestations of God are not exclusively past events. Brothers and sisters, God is being manifest in this very moment, in moments when we glimpse the starry sky or the eyes of a hopeful child in a hot meal for a hungry person, in a safe house for a refugee, in a momentary cure for a lonely heart, in a room full of people in recovery, in a father's last words to his son in a red bird on an icy Sunday morning. The manifestations of God are as numerous as the eyes that search for them. The manifestations of God are as plentiful as the ears that seek to hear them. The manifestations of God are as diverse as each of the hands that grope for them. The manifestations of God are as varied as the hearts that behold them. The psalmist reminds us today that the beauty of the divine, it depends on this diversity in the manifestations of God. And it behooves the church to celebrate that beautiful diversity especially in seasons like this where we wonder where God is, how God is at work in the world. 
and if God is living and moving among us still. God's diversity in creation, God's diversity in vocation, God's diversity in the variety of ways that the spiritual becomes real for the people of God, that makes God God. And any diminishment of this compromises who God is for us and in us, in the church and in the world. It is on divine diversity that our future depends. It is on the celebration of the sacred symbiotic mutuality of all creation that the reign of God waits. It is on a variety of vocations that will bring about the kingdom. In the text today, they remind us that it is not enough to merely observe the manifestations of God. We must let them transform us. We must act on them. This is what the psalmist's pointing out to us today, that when we contemplate God's manifestations in all their diversity, when we meditate on the revelations in all their myriad presentations, when we let ourselves be transformed by God's living and loving presence among each and every sort and condition of humanity, we cannot but be led to greater adoration of God, to greater commitment to the covenantal relationship of, between God and creation, and, and to a reinvigoration about worship with those on the margins. But the thing is, it's not easy to see the myriad of manifestations of God from our comfortable homes, or even in church, even within the faith. We have to move outside of what we see, of our manifestations of God. We have to be drawn closer to the other. I mean, this is, this is sort of what God does when God chooses to draw close to us in the person of Jesus, so that we might better understand who God is. You know, sometimes the manifestations of the other are what lead us to a new understanding of God. And when we draw near to the other, we learn something about God and ourselves that we didn't know before. When we see and hear and come to know the manifestations of those who are not us, incarcerated, a different race, someone who's hungry, someone who's sick, someone who's newly widowed or has a different education than we do, or who is without a home. We learn about the Creator and the stories of how God is being made manifest now. And it gives us this great insight into who God is and what God is doing. And it teaches us to love like God loves. This is why God chooses to be made manifest in a diversity of ways. It's that, that old art interpretation theory. To know the art, you must know the artist. 
to know the artist, you must know the art. And so God draws us out of ourselves into the other, that we might know ourselves and our God and creation better. But sometimes when we do that, the manifestations of God, they're not balm, they're thorns. Because all of a sudden we see our self-serving instincts or our ignorance or our intolerance. Sometimes the manifestations of God just display to us how we've oppressed people or how we haven't seen their suffering or how we don't know the current injustices. Sometimes when we hear and learn and come to know the manifestations of other, it only reminds us how far we are from the coming kingdom. But I think the manifestations of God that appear as awareness of privilege or acknowledgement of entitlement or the opening of our blindness or the divisions in our heart, they are divine manifestations of God too. Because when we recognize our tendencies towards all those isms, these are blessed manifestations for us. They are blessed manifestations for a people divided for children of God who no longer see ourselves as one body. I mean, when the ear recognizes the need for the eye, that is a holy manifestation. When the powerful recognize the need for those on the margins, that's a holy manifestation. When the healthy begin to secure the health of the sick, or the housed begin to secure housing for those unhoused, or the fed begin to feed, that is a holy manifestation. Even when the church recognizes where there has been injury, that is a holy manifestation. Because what we've always known, if we've read the Gospels closely, it is the privilege of the poor and the marginalized, and the outsider, and the other, to show us the glory of God's light. And it requires this understanding that we are one body, that we are mutually symbiotic with those who are other. And that's why in 1 Corinthians, Paul tells the body of Christ, you must know yourself to be a diverse body that is needed. All parts are needed. That the relationship between all parts of creation are the only way we can bring about the fulfillment of God. That there is great power that comes to a church when a diversity of gifts are used to make God known. And, and our vocation as Christians, as people of God, as members of this church, our vocation becomes to listen to the diversity of the manifestations of God in all their varied form, to listen and see and respond to all God's varied people and to see through their eyes, to hear what they hear, to feel what they feel, because then we can see better the fullness of God. We can understand more about how God works, things that have not been visible to us before. It also means that then we hear 
and we move into a season of not just the manifestations of God, but the reconciliation God desires. In these scriptures, the call to see and hear the other is a call to reconciliation with those who live outside our worldview. And we're offered these so that we can perceive God's marvelous works, so that we can get to know God better and God's story and God's people, and so that it can begin to work its way on us and transform us. But it's so uncomfortable to drive home a different way from church. It's kind of awkward to eat at a restaurant with people who don't look like us. It's not easy to find a novel about someone who's different or write to those in prison or sit with someone who's sick or dying. But if we make grand gestures to see and know the other by like watching a film from Nollywood or talking to someone about politics that you know doesn't agree with you, or, or you call the person that you know has recently been widowed, or you sit with someone who has a totally different intellectual capacity than yours. If you get to know the story of someone who is so different and other than you, you will know God in a new and different way. Try it. Shop at a black-owned bookstore. Support someone that you know is out of work. Know the name of one person on death row and learn their story. These manifestations will come to you. You will know God more. You will feel God's awesomeness more. See, if God looks bigger, because of those who don't look like you, and you are getting into close proximity to the creator who made the diversity in nature, the diversity in creation, the diversity of thought, and you will be drawn closer to the heart of God, and you will see God's plan for salvation, and you can't but not get involved. This is the season, the season after Epiphany, when we look for God to show up in our lives in this moment. The secret might be in seeing someone else's manifestation of God, too. This is the season, and we have eight weeks. We're in week three. And God is all around, working in everyone, in everything. And if we open our eyes to where the manifestations of God are abounding, we will be transformed. And God will be bigger, and God will be more powerful, and creation will be more beautiful, and the kingdom of God will become more possible for us. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you, O God, our strength 
and our Redeemer.